<laughs> Welcome once again to Brain Candy Podcast. I am Susie Meister. I am here with Sarah Rose. That's me. Hi, Sarah. Hey, that was really good. We didn't even practice that or anything. And I don't <laughs> even know how I know that song. What is that? I know. What song is that from? What even? is that? It's just like the generic game show theme song. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so. Why is it like the dating game? It does sound like the dating game. Well, no, maybe the newlywed game is what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Classic game show moments. I. You know what I want them to bring back from those old timey game shows is you know that long, weird, skinny microphone like they used to use on the prices right and stuff. Where'd Suze, that thing go? It is so funny that you mentioned that because uh, when I was watching the uh, documentary about the <sighs> Golden State Killer, yeah. um, uh, one of the things I was thinking when they were showing archival footage of like the interviews of like the, I don't know, newscasters from like the oh, 70s yeah, and yeah, 80s yeah. was, yeah. man, that's a cool ass microphone. And it wasn't the long one from like the, the game shows. It was just another one that the news reports were using. Yeah. And I'm like, how did we get, microphones got worse. They look less <laughs> Yeah, they cool. got uglier. Yeah, they got uglier. So we need to go back because those ones were like sleek and cool. Yeah. Right. And For like real. how big of a difference could it really be in terms of audio quality? Come on. Right. Is this like a, the bigger the microphone, like something right. thing. but like so, the long skinny <laughs> one looked too like dainty and so they had to make one like a really <laughs> thick talk blame the patriarchy I, they're pro- probably everything. behind it I, everything is either the patriarchy or racism and it sometimes it's one <laughs> and the same oh that reminds me one of our first orders of business we have to talk about mm. is how you were accidentally racist when oh when you- oh yes when i talked about trader joe's and now that they're Who taking knew? trader joe's off the shelf I yes, get it. Let's recap. What I do was... get it. Okay. Mm. So a few episodes ago, you were remarking that at Trader Joe's, they I have do. these international lines yeah. of various products. And it's so yeah. cute how they'll be like Trader Jose's or yeah. I don't know what the other yeah. ones are. Trader Joto. And... <laughs> I love that one. Because that's how we and said it. You think it's adorable. I do. But evidently, some people found it offensive. You know, and it's it's interesting because uh, when uh, there were other ones, I think it was like Trader Ming's, and I was like, mm, that doesn't sound good because <laughs> it's like too far. I don't know if if, if unless Ming translates into John or Joe's in, yeah, but I yeah, don't yeah. think it does. And so then I was like, oh, and it's kind of like the same. There was an, a hilarious episode of Broad City where. Um, one of the gals was like doing accents and and like doing Australian accent and then doing a German accent and then doing an Italian accent. And then she's like, okay, okay, now do it. Now do it in Chinese. And she goes, no, man, that's racist. It's it's weird that there's, it's, it's not weird. It's, it's a a, a representative of how race is a social construct that there Mm -hmm. is a line and the line changes all the time. So really we should just not do any of that. And I do get that, but I think Trader Jotos is adorable. I'm still going (laughs) to stand by that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it is one of those subtle things that, you know, you have to really be in tune with it to pick up on it maybe. Yeah. Um, Which is why we didn't, you know, we're just white blonde ladies. What the hell do we know? What the hell do we know? So as soon as we are alerted, yeah. That this is offensive, then the end. But yeah. I did not know that it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, and I don't know I'm why. Listening. It's like, and then I think for some reason, maybe it's just because I spent a lot of time in Italy, and my mom, <laughs> like, I don't know. She, I mean, she speaks fluent Italian. We we would go to school to Italian schools like one month out of the year for mm-hmm. it's, and so uh, people making fun of it, not making fun, but just like having a little poke or making like making a joke. Yeah, there's about like a the fine Italian line ones. between right. like a caricature versus a stereotype versus yeah. racism. And, and like, I always careful. make a joke every single time I see that this is going to sound terrible too. So get ready for me to be accidentally, but not <laughs> even accidentally, towards like Italians. Italians are going to hate this. But that, listen, I like know so much about the culture. It's ridiculous. And so uh, uh, every single time I see the restaurant Bucati Beppo, I yes. think of somebody doing a, 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 a like a joke of an Italian accent of somebody going "bobbity boopy," and so I think it's the most ridiculous name for an Italian restaurant, "bucati peppo," "bobbity boopy." It's like that seems like more of a mockery of Italian like culture. Well, so maybe there you they'll go. go out of business next week, <laughs> and then we can talk about it. Oh, it just makes me laugh every time, "bucati peppo," "bobbity boopy." I'm sure that the intention of those international lines and the names that were attributed to them was uh, innocent yeah but that's what accidental racism is so yeah i'm glad they're you know taking on board what Mm -hmm. someone Mm -hmm. complained about and making a change yes and i too will make a change in (laughs) what are you gonna do uh i don't know what do i need to do in this situation i guess maybe be more aware i'll be more when you're shopping yes yeah. <laughs> yes. She's down for that. I don't know. Yeah. But I, you know, people kept emailing us, so I had to uh, I will. It and- I will happily stop buying the Trader Joe's brand and start buying the really good, legit Italian brand of crushed tomatoes because, like, that's worth it. Hell yeah. yeah. That, that that's makes like everybody a win-win. happy. I, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay, there we go. Oh, another order of business is we mm. keep getting um, emails inquiring about your new, um, I would call it a verbal affectation. Where what? you do like, you, <laughs> I love you. You do this thing now, which I noticed, but I didn't think anyone else would, where you, when you are kind of racking your brain about something, you go, uh, uh, uh. Do you know that you do that? Oh. But it's new. It's, it's, it's not a thing you've always done. Well, I'll tell you, it's because it's probably something Ren does. Oh. For sure. Because he always say, uh, he always says, oh my gosh, what is it? He says, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no, he goes, what's it called? Or I think it's like something like that. It's like, what's it called? What's it? But when he's thinking, it's like a filler. Yes. And I've adopted yeah. that. I can't help it. Yeah, it's probably that. Well, and I was I'll thinking about how women in particular often use verbal tics and pauses and filler to avoid interruption because we're so frequently interrupted by everyone. So maybe you've developed that in response to that as well. Although I probably don't interrupt you as much as other no, you definitely don't. And, and I would say not many people interrupt me. I am the interrupter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for sure. 100%. I, think I that's like a good apologize theory, for that on the regs. If I'm medicated, I don't interrupt as much. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's ADD. It's funny though how that occurs where you're you're a fully grown, mature woman, but you yeah. can still be influenced by 
people that you're around oh, and develop absolutely. these like affectations. We all do that. It's so weird. You know what? If I watch, if I binge watch a television show, then whatever character I am, I don't know, identifying or, or liking that week, I will, mm-hmm. my internal monologue will be in the affect of that character. Yeah. I can see and that. And weird ones too. Like Maybe cartoons. Maybe it's a sign of empathy. It, for sure. I'm sure it's something mm-hmm. like that. I think we've talked about this before. The one who picked up, there's a name for that. Uh, it's like something, I can't remember, but anywho. Anywho, we do it. We all do yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with that. But I am going to be aware because I don't like use, I feel like sometimes the uh, 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 they take away from, um, now I'm trying not to do it. I know. From <laughs> the, the subject. So really I should just slow down. Oh, yeah. Okay. But well, like, it's not oh, a criticism. Well. People were just well, oh, curious. No, I, 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 I do not take it as one. I like all those kind of things. Um, one, another thing that we definitely like is using stamps.com to, Love it. for all of our shipping needs. Um, I'm sure you guys are in the same boat as us where you don't want to leave your house very much right now. And any kind of elimination of leaving the premises is helpful. Mm. And yeah. stamps is a great way to accomplish that and still get crap where it's got to go. Or maybe your mom is trying to get residency in another country and she has to mail 5,000 things to your house and you're happy to help her, but you are <laughs> even more happy and excited that stamps.com is there so you don't have to go to the post office a billion times. But I don't know, maybe you could relate. Just hypothetically. Just like hypothetically. <laughs> Right, because, I mean, that happens to both of us where our parents are like, hey, can you send me that? I mean, that's constant. I'm right. constantly shipping stuff to my mother. Um, but you can print out any class of mail, any um, amount for any kind of package right from your desk or your house, um, and you just put it on the package and leave it for your mail carrier. Plus, it's a discount, too. You get $0.05 mm-hmm. cents off every stamp and sixty-two up to 62% off USPS and UPS shipping rates. So you save time and money. So you're getting convenience, but you're also um, keeping money in your wallet. Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. Even that is helpful without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Brain Candy. That's Stamps.com and enter Brain Candy. Okay. Yeah, man. First of all, I found this really fun <laughs> uh, thing that they're doing in Iceland. Mm. To There's a new app that lets you de-stress because presumably mm-hmm. most people are under a great deal of stress right now because yes. of the way things are going. Yes. Um, and you can scream and they <gasps> will and record it and they will um, put it into the Icelandic void. Oh. Like they have speakers in Iceland. That oh my gosh! You could scream into the abyss. <laughs> broadcast whatever you scream, and they even give you tips on you know how to scream effectively, oh. and it, it encourages you. Also, if you're truly in trouble, to seek help if you need more than of just course. a little release. Um, it's called Looks Like You Need Iceland dot com, <laughs> and it's hilarious. I mean, that's do you get to like people. hear people scream? Yeah, I think you can listen as well because the speakers there put them out, and then I think that you can listen online. It's but how like, funny but where, is that? But where are you going to go record the scream? Into your phone. Yeah, but like, like where house. are you going? Out your house. I live in a very crowded apartment. <laughs> I see this as being a potential uh, 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 
attractor uh, uh, of attention. Uh, oh my god, I did it! Ah! <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm totally not aware of that. Really? That's funny. Yeah, I totally Even didn't know. Even when you listen to the episodes, you're like, I don't listen, Sue. <laughs> Maybe I'm just like, I don't even think about it. I love I'm going to have to. It's such My a cute gosh. little quirk. Wow. Now I only want to do that. This happened before <laughs> with something else I said. What? There, I can't remember what it was, but this happened when we first started recording and people said, oh, you know, you say that a lot. No. And then I became aware of it and then I stopped doing it. So maybe this will work this time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you okay. could scream it into the Icelandic void uh-huh. and then it'll be done. Yeah, but I'm just saying like this, that wouldn't... I, you have to initially record the scream and I, it screaming does say real you loud don't... would kind of draw a little bit of attention. <laughs> it does say that you, of course, do not have to scream. You can record whatever you want and they will broadcast it. Uh. And it is free, I believe. They're just promoting tourism to Iceland. I love um, a good scream into the void. Yeah. Like, it's oh, It's very man. healthy. For real. That, mm-hmm. that when I was out in the woods, that I wanted so bad to just be like, just scream. I don't know no, why. No, that would be fun. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, somebody's going to come around. And if you do that at a campsite. Well, hopefully. But babies do it wouldn't. all the time. <laughs> babies do. That's true. Those assholes. Yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. I always think like what what did kids do to relieve like relieve stress and make themselves oh, yeah, feel better? They let it out. We should do all those things cuz that works. But that's a really good really, point, right? Like that they know what they need inherently yeah. and then just address it whereas we're taught to stifle all of that. Yes, repress, yeah. resist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Well, if anyone's feeling need, they can use that. I'm into it. Um I did also read a hilarious um, – it wasn't even meant to be hilarious, actually. I think it was in The Atlantic or something. It was about how many hot dogs oh. can a human possibly eat in 10 minutes? Because you know how there's always these uh-huh. you know, hot dog eating contests, right. and it's unbelievable what they I can know. do. But they wanted to know what is the upper limit. Um, and so Ugh. scientists tested it and determined that the – well, the current record is 75 in 10 minutes. Oh, Jesus Christ. By uh, Joey Chestnut, I think it is. Oh, good old Joey Chestnut. I mean, he is like the goat oh, of... Oh, God. Um, <laughs> anyway, but the answer is 84. So there's Whoa, still room for we are, him to improve. See, look at you with your positive attitude. I'm like, uh-oh, we are inching way too close to D-E-A-T-H. It's only a matter of time. T-E-A-T. Well, I don't even think that the limit is imposed based upon what is fatal. It's just what is humanly possible to chew up and swallow in 10 minutes. Oh. Yeah. But, like, I'm sh- I don't know. I feel like somebody's going to do – all this does is, is set the bar. <laughs> I know. Encourages all, more bad uh, yes. behavior. This is terrible. Uh, are you anti-food eating contest? Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't know that. Why? Because I don't think it's good for the... I'm anti any kind of extreme... Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 oh my gosh, I'm doing it. <laughs> that is me thinking. And you know what's funny is when I do it, I, looked, I, look, I look around like with each... With each uh, I like turn I my head. Love uh, this. uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 
Because I have to think. What do you want to sit there and silence people? We can do that. <laughs> Let's play that game. And now I have to like think and fill the right, We're going to have a lot air. of dead air. We're going to have so much. And I have to talk real slow. I have to talk and think at the same time. No, it's I don't a remember lot. what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Well, why I think dogs. that would kill you. Yeah. Or not even kill you. But you know how I also think, uh, uh, my God, I hate it's everybody. Okay. Just let it go. It's fine. I know. <laughs> I also think that that show, but what's the one where they lose all the weight? Oh, yeah. Biggest Loser. Yes. I think that's terrible. I think any kind of extreme yeah. pressure on the body and swing in any direction or, or pr- like effect on the met- met- metabolism. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's a t- I think we all agree it's not a healthy thing and what, to do. Wh- here's how I know okay. because I participated in many right. eating contests on the challenge. And tell I know how my consumed. body felt. Oh my gosh. And let me tell you, I am good at this game. <laughs> if I wanted to, I could go pro. I will say that <laughs> confidently. I'm not Sarah. kidding. I have, I I'm not kidding. You. And here's and and here's why. And here's why. <laughs> okay, go ahead. First of all, it's actually quite dangerous, but I don't have any tonsils. So Yes, right. The, it is a clear runway, which helps <laughs> with any sort of speed swallowing. Uh, this sounds so weird. Please do not take any of this out of context. <laughs> and then uh you know, voracious appetite. That always helps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you love food. Former binge yeah. eater. Love mm-hmm. food. And binge eater. Yeah. And I, I just, and I could definitely like zone out and just eat food. Like, Yeah. You do have down. the skill set. You're F- right. Totally have the skill set. <laughs> and uh, You could and be a champion. I could. I know. But I, I also know what's good for me and it's not eating contests. Wow. And this when is so I, healthy. When I. When we did the challenge where it was Battle of the Seasons and we were playing this game where TJ would bring out a plate of food. Okay. And we would, our team would have to bid. We would say, I think that we can oh, eat yeah. like, you know, this much in this amount of time. And the other team would say, uh, I can do this much. Or they'd say like, okay, do it. And if you can't, then you, the other team gets the point. If you can, you get the point and vice versa. And th- it, we happen to be in Turkey, which is Mediterranean food, and Susie. Right. This is my favorite. Favorite. Favorite mm-hmm. food. So we, our team got, uh, and it was so great because it got, it kind of went from, you never knew what they were bringing out, but they yeah. started with all the good stuff and then they got, you know, worse as it went on. We ended up eating liver, I think, at the very end. But, oh, no. But uh, the the first one our team did was... One of my top five favorite foods, which is stuffed grape leaves. Yes. Oh my gosh, do yeah. I love these. So I'm like trying to those. downplay how excited I am for this. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, I bet we can eat Probably like, casual. You know, whatever, super cash. They called us and I think we ended up saying like 50 and they said, okay, do it. No. Our team of four yeah. ate 62, something around there. Single-handedly, I ate almost half of them. No. Yeah. It was like... No problem. No problem. I think I ate like 32 or something crazy like that. Holy heck. Or 28. It was something where I ate... 
where the people who were watching, like the crew, they were looking, and one guy was like, I, I'm, like, horrified yeah. at you. He's like, I, like, kind of turned on, but also mostly right. horrified. Yeah, right. Like, how, and, and I, you know, just, like, shoving him and swallowing it whole Afterwards... Because the worst part was that we had to then wait. That was round number one. And then we oh had to wait God. for other teams to go. So if this were right. my choice, mm-hmm. I'd do what you and I did in the ruins. And, like, you know, upchuck everything that you you just swallowed. Did yeah. you do that? I probably did. Yeah, because wh- oh, you have to. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't able to do that because we were, like, on set. Hot set. Whole time. <laughs> And so I had to just leave it in my stomach. And then when I tried, oh, it was the worst to try to throw up. Nobody should eat that many uh, uh, stuffed grape, dolma, stuffed grape leaves. Nobody should eat that many. Uh, it, it shouldn't fit it in my stomach. And it didn't. And I was <laughs> stuffed up for like four days. <gasps> well, it, that actually was in the article about how that's actually much worse than the uh, uh, contest itself. <sighs> Is your body trying to digest all of it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, not good. So that's why I do not, I just don't think you should put the body through anything like that. Right. And I know people like train for it and everything, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Cause they said in their testing, it really wasn't about what the stomach could hold because for a normal person, there are more limits. But as you said, these people train Mm-hmm. So that their stomachs are more stretchable and malleable yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so the real issue is just the logistics of how fast you can chew and swallow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome, everyone. Yeah. So the <laughs> yeah, you're is welcome. 84 for all of you that Oh, were... gosh. Yeah. So now they've just set the, the number for that. Yeah. Who I wonder... Did, like, what do you think the sort of psychological makeup is of a person who really wants to do that Mm. competitively yeah i think the 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 joy that comes the the like i don't know good feelings that dopamine hit from the praise that you get and the crowd the the, yeah kind of like the attention i bet these Mm -hmm. that this is a very I don't know. It's something that gets applauded and something where people who win these eating contests, people know their name. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of attention for it. Do you think it, it tends to be like failed athletes who they can't really be athletes, so this is a way for them to be competitive? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I f- it's It's interesting. I would want to... Because I think it's the same kind of people who get obsessive about anything when you're up at that certain mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. So there, I just think it, it falls into the category of people who uh, become fixated on stuff. Oh, okay. Whatever it is. Because I watched, I've watched documentaries on uh, like competitive rock climbing and like the indoor rock climbing that's more about how fast you can get up than like, yeah. you know, connecting to nature and being one with the rock and all that stuff. They're just mm-hmm. like, let's see how fast we can do it, and, which is cool and badass. So it's, I love it. But and then they the just scrabble, have tunnel vision for that yeah, one. Thing. And yeah. And like the Scrabble documentaries or the. Whatever it is where it's competitive and, and like niche and also not physical. 
Mm-hmm. Or it, I do think that that's something that is just a fixated mind or people who enjoy that, you know. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh-huh. I would love someone to do a study just on their brains. Yeah. Another thing that I love is having healthy hair, which Ooh, is why yes. I love function of beauty. I well, Personalized, uh, I love it. I've been using them for years, and the reason mm-hmm. was because I remember when I moved out here, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the water or mm-hmm. what, but my hair broke off. Yep, I could have finished that sentence for you. <laughs> I remember that. It was terrible because it was Mm -hmm. so long and then I had to cut it really short and that's when I started curling it all the time. And I was like determined to get healthy hair back. And so I got Function of Beauty because you can customize it to whatever the heck your problems are. And so I chose all of the things in the quiz. It was like moisture, uh, prevent breakage, all the damage, all that stuff. Because, I mean, when you mm-hmm. pour bleach on your hair every month, things happen. And you got the good kind with the purple tint, so it keeps your hair from looking brassy. Exactly. Yeah, they have that for people that use color so that your hair stays nice the way you like it. But it's formulated specifically for you, whether you have curly hair, fine hair, whatever. And um, you can tell them, like, I don't want silicone in here or I don't want any fragrance. Like, yes. you can make it really personal they don't use sulfates or parabens or any of those harmful ingredients. And it's just a custom hair brand, just perfect for you. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash braincandy to take their four-part hair profile quiz. It just takes a couple minutes and save 20% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash braincandy for 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show, please. That's yeah, functionofbeauty.com slash braincandy. And anybody that uses our codes and stuff, I just thank you so much because that's how we keep the lights on. That's how we keep the show going. And so we're so thankful when you use our codes. And it's good stuff. Oh, well, yeah. That's... We do not steer you around. <laughs> we don't. We really don't. Okay. Okay, would you like to hear... Mm-hmm. The history of the Walkman. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so funny. Yes, absolutely. Especially because was it were we having the conversation about Walkman like it's a like it's a name instead of Walkman? <laughs> no. Oh, this is so funny. I know. Actually, I think it was us. I feel like this was in a, a, an episode. <laughs> it should be. It it's sounds hilarious. like something we it would talk totally about. Totally is because like I think I called it a Walkman and you were like Walkman <laughs> like like. <laughs> Right. And you're like, it's Walkman. <laughs> oh, that's oh, funny. It's that's like on Friends funny. when Phoebe was like, why isn't he Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like that. Or when you thought Redman was Redman. I was like, no, Susie, Redman. So embarrassing. Right. This is the Walkman, and the Walkman just uh, celebrated its 40th anniversary. Wow. Uh, we're the same age, and it was really fun reading. This was in The New Yorker, um, just sort of how it came to be. And I thought it was funny because so they, they created this thing in Japan. I believe it was Sony. And um, at first, it was sort of stubbornly big. You know, it was too big to put in your pocket. So they had to have like, you remember how it had like a strap? Yeah. You would like wear, you know, like a purse almost. Yeah. And at first, they had included on it this microphone, which hmm. they put on there because 
they they feared that people would feel too isolated and would want to pause the music and then let whoever talk to them through a microphone. Like if your wife was like, hey, can I talk to you? You hand her the microphone. And little did they know that the isolation was the whole beauty yep, of it. Yeah, that's the point. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? That that's like something you don't even know. Right. How much is the the appeal? Yes, until you Mm -hmm. have it. And then you're like, oh, that's so interesting. Well, and they started calling it the Walkman effect. Um, And it's almost like a precursor to, you know, the phones and Mm -hmm. then the headphones that we use now. And it sort of is a do not disturb sign. I mean, for people that are paying attention, some people ignore it. But. and it limits like the cacophony of sort of urban noise and, you know, if you're on the subway or walking around town. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved hearing that like in the beginning, Warhol, Andy Warhol saw it as like a fashion statement, which is so Andy Warhol. Yeah. And then I didn't know this, that Paul Simon wore his at the Grammys in like 1982. Cool. Like, can you imagine and I'm uh, sure at the time it was like, what is this yeah. super high tech thing? But oh my gosh, that's so interesting because it really like, is the very first. Well, was there any other kind of portable? I mean, those eight those travel tape player. Well, that yeah. was the walk. The Walkman really was, but nothing with headphones. Nothing and like it was that. saying that like before the Walkman. Um, the headphones were really a sign of hearing impairment. Oh. Um, you know, so there was a context there that I didn't know because I'm just used to right. this. But before that, so it was So interesting. Of like, yeah. Um, and then it's funny because they were describing how the, the creator gave one to Steve Jobs in the early 80s before Steve Jobs was like Steve Jobs. Uh-huh. And he took it home and he dismantled it to see how they did it. And he was so envious. Like he didn't really want to be uh-huh. Microsoft or IBM. He wanted to be Sony. And how funny that is because he ended up creating the iPod. Oh, my gosh. I, ab- I can imagine he was inspired by that right there. He's yeah. like, oh, now I see how to do it. Oh, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. And, I mean, do, do, do people ever use them anymore? Is that even a thing? Um. Well, obviously not a tape one, but right. I did use one when I was on the real world because I wasn't allowed, we weren't allowed to have any phones that had um, oh my God. any sort of, like we couldn't have a, a phone. A smartphone. Yeah. And how else do you use music? And then they wouldn't even let me have anything that had like Wi-Fi connection or anything like that. Wait a minute. There Can was you a tell reason... me more about all that? Oh, and I know why. I had an iPod and it was stolen. That's right. I was in. I was at a bank in Brooklyn. Stolen right there off the counter at the bank. No. <sighs> yeah. And then I told. I went in and told the bank and I was like, oh my God, somebody just like, be, you know why? This is a whole story. I, now you're going to have to hear tell it. Tell me. Buckle up. So <laughs> I'm left-handed. And they yeah. put all of the keypads and everything that you have to sign on the right-hand side. So I put my mm. eye... And first of all, I know I shouldn't have had it out on the counter. So yes, it is my fault. But I put my iPad or my... Uh, uh, it was like a first-generation you know, um, iPod. And yeah. I put that, out, put that on the counter and like just right in front of me. And then I lean over to sign and... Uh, uh, like across the counter to sign this little you know, pad, signature yeah. pad. 
And as I turn, somebody just yanked it and ran out the door with it. And it's at a bank where they were all recorded. Right. So then I turn around. I'm like, what the hell? It was just stolen. And right. I think that my headphones were like on or something. So I like felt it. And then the guy runs out the door. They're not able to get him. But they're able to look at his last transaction. Because he right. just did. Thing. They found out that he was making a whole bunch of, like, cashing fraudulent checks. No. that Because they were like, something was, like, that guy, how come he just did that? And so they looked into, like, the checks, and there was, like, suspicious activity on oh the account God. or something like that. So, what Did you call it's, the police? Not over my iPod. And plus, I was, hmm. it, I was taking a break, or I probably was, like, you know... In doing something, I would like told the producers I was one place and wasn't. So, mm. and I didn't call the police because I didn't have a freaking phone. That's probably why. There you go. I'm like, there's. I'm putting the story together because I'm like, why didn't I? I know. And, I have to do that a lot too, especially like, with show just stuff. A, yeah, with shows because I'm like, that mm-hmm. seems weird. And so that was it. And I didn't have the money because they pay us absolutely nothing to yep. uh, buy a new iPod while I was out there. So I just bought a Walkman, and then I went wow. to the Goodwill and bought CDs, and I bought Salt and Peppa. Oh my god! And I bought. Uh, the soundtrack to Get Shorty. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Stop and it. I bought uh, the uh, a CD by this band called Orgy. Come on. Yes. Sarah. What? So you had this CD man. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what yes. they were called. Yeah. And you had three CDs. Listen, it was Slim Pickens over there at the Goodwill I, in Brooklyn. I know. You're so thrifty. Well, yeah. I mean, I had to do, get music somehow. And then they don't even like... And, the, and I wasn't going to spend a whole bunch of money buying CDs that like... So I'm like, okay, what few things can I listen to? Yeah. I feel well, like so there was more than though, that. I might be able to look through my collection. I feel like there was definitely more than that. And I'm trying to remember what it was because I remember being like, yeah, this is pretty solid. This is like, this covers all the genres that I'm interested in listening to. But wait, what, can you explain a little more yeah, about yes, like the limitations yes. on what you are allowed to have and what you were not allowed to have? Well, you're not allowed to have a phone. Okay. And you're no not phone allowed, at all. Yeah. No phone. They give you this phone that's like one of those Firefly phones that has a the picture of mom and picture of dad on it. And it was like, oh call God. the producer or call the, uh, uh, what's his name? Whatever uh, Jim Johnston was, like the executive producer oh or the like line producer or talent that's coordinator. It. That's it. Maybe it could call I'm... 911. Maybe it had an emergency button. I don't remember that. But I definitely remember being, like, way too poor to buy an iPod and being like, oh, Were you allowed it. to, let's see, you had a computer in the house. Yeah, oh, right? but this is great. The only way it worked was if somebody rode a bicycle. It was powered oh, by, well. You had to do that while you were using it? Yeah, but then, <laughs> this is the best, then... Uh, uh, Caitlin is so, in, he, she's such a genius. She was a computer hacker, like yeah. amazing. She cha- like went in, changed a whole bunch of settings, like rewired shit and made it so we didn't have to do that anymore. She was like, yeah, that's stupid. I'll fix that. And, and they like, didn't, that was okay. And it was, she was like, I'm going to keep doing that just so you know. 
Because <laughs> yeah. she's like, this is ridiculous. And it was ridiculous because a lot of us, the whole, the whole idea of our season was we were like activists who were building our personal brand and out there uh, like... Yeah, know, working. Working. It was all right. about us doing our own individual jobs. We didn't even have a shared job together. And right. so like Scott was building his online business and his workout, you know. Right, yeah. Whole thing. And so we needed a computer. And they were, and I was doing research on all this stuff. So it was annoying. And she's like, yeah, it's, we're going to fix this. It's annoying to me because dumb. it's clearly a gimmick so that they can get, it's a funny plot point. But then yeah. once you get your footage, can we just be normal? Right. Like, for real. For real. You're going to make people live like that? I'm like, I must be in a mood about the show today. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, and well, then they got you. rid of it because I think they also realized that, like, okay, these guys aren't going to want to do this. And do it, the, would, it would, like, give us, like, 20 minutes. It was so stupid. Do the rules sort of lighten up over the course of shooting? Or is it strict all the time? Uh, I think more, like, we... Well, I'm the wrong person to ask because I am the rule follower, mm-hmm. and which I explored recently in my mind. And yeah. it's not necessarily that I have a fear of authority figures or like, you know, judgment or what other people think about me. It's the, I'm scared of consequences. I'm scared mm. of what could possibly happen. And I think that comes from inconsistent consequences when I was a kid. Right, right. So I like never know if something is the biggest deal or not a big deal at all, and so I'm just terrified. Oh my god, what? How in trouble can I get for this? And so like I don't want to get in trouble because I don't want any consequences. Maybe I just you know when you're in quarantine, you do a lot of just workshopping (laughs) in my mind. I know it's so true. Do a lot of self exploration. I was just thinking that. I was thinking Adam must be so sick of hearing me try to analyze (laughs) myself. Because it is sort of annoying, like when someone oh my does God, it around you all the time. I, Call, I am like, this is what I live for, Sue. This is my bread and butter, literally. There is no way that you actually want to hear that, though. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I lo- the- Suze, what do you think I did all through grad school? What? That. Listen Wait. to people do workshop self exploration and explore. Yeah. This is what being a therapist is. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't think you'd want to do it as leisure. No, but it's different. It's like it, it's like a chef hanging out and um, you know making a good meal with friends. Yeah, or having like calling up your chef friend and being like, "Hey, I'm having a dinner party. Can you come over and cook for me?" That's not what you're doing. You're not asking <laughs> for free service. You're just yeah. like we would be like shooting the shit about a topic yeah. that I happen to love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, sharing and caring. Yes. Okay. I'm into it. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll call you up next time I'm having my self-analysis. Yes. Because Lord knows you have to listen to mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yours is more interesting. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. One of our brainiacs, Kara McSweeney, the Mm -hmm. uh, zookeeper, she sent an article about... Um, a f- type of fish, you know, those ones that are super, super deep in like the midnight zone that yes. um, are almost bioluminescent or whatever yes. they call it. And she just sent it to me and I hadn't read it yet. And I was just like, oh fuck, like this thing looks 
oh, no. monstrous. You know how sometimes they do with like those teeth and everything. Absolutely. That, that's <laughs> like, like proof that aliens could look like the alien from the movie Alien. Yeah, nightmare. Because of what the fish, and, and if people are like, that's not what that's they so look like. True. I'm like, have you seen our own ocean? Yeah, right, Sarah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> well, so they, some dude that was getting his PhD did, was doing his dissertation on these fish that you can find down there. And he, you know, they sent down a net and just pulled it up. And one of the fish that they found was called ultra black fish. And we talked about. <laughs> I'm like, color- one of the fish they pulled up was called Steve. And he was late for wherever the <laughs> hell he was supposed to be going. He was furious about the w- net. Pulled up by a net. That's messed up. That's funny. Well, <laughs> okay, you know, back we to the talked fish. before on this show about the color ultra black and how oh, you look yes. at something black and you and think it's a And how that artist dark. had the like patent yeah. on the color and then tried to be like, no, yeah. I own this color. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. And it looks so like a void of everything. Right. Because yes. when we look at something that is black as we know it, yeah. you know, we think that's as dark as something could be. But mm-hmm. the essence of color Mm -hmm. is how much light is being absorbed or reflected right Mm -hmm. so that's why when you're in a room with no light you can't see shit it's not like the items have changed it's the amount of light that's changed right so these items ability to reflect or hold light yes 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 yes. oh i love so The ultra black fish that they found, when you look at it, it's not like you're looking at a fish. It's like you're looking at a void, as you said. Wow. It's It's the absence of something. It's like a mind fuck, really. I love that. So these guys absorb 99.9% of light. Wow. And anything less than 10% wow. is um, reflected, is considered black. And I think less than 5% is considered ultra. So this is like... Beyond ultra, right? Well, and it makes sense that you would never even know they were down there because how the hell would you be able to see them unless you put them against a background that was a different color? Because if you yeah, just you go down where like, there's no light, you can like shine, you wouldn't be able to see them. Oh. Yeah, so they they said they were like permanent Ooh. silhouettes. Yeah. Wow! That, I don't, it like creeps me out a bit, but right? I love it. it I don't know we why, because of the heebie You know so little, and when you see something like that, you're like, oh my God, we don't know anything. We don't so, know a thing about our oceans, and I love it. <laughs> they called them like light-devouring voids that almost seem to shred the fabric of space and time. And wow. Like, so sometimes you get ultra black on birds or spiders or butterflies, but that's on them it's used to contrast the other colors that they have so it it kind of makes them pop and they're just so beautiful but wow. these fish basically become invisible that's so there's cool. something to give you nightmares if you're yeah you know looking that's for something else cool. to be worried about yeah so now that that jerk he can't patent that because that's like a natural existing color <laughs> that's like no you can't do that shit <laughs> i love that he's a jerk well yeah because why did no, he, he think was he owned a jerk. it he was like being a big jerk about it yes I totally remember us not liking him. <laughs> well, because, yeah, because wasn't his quote-unquote art just a black on the floor and people were, like, going to fall yeah. into it? and made, like, something? an old man, like, break a hip or some shit? <laughs> yeah, there was some danger involved. Golly. We're mad about it, even though we yeah, don't remember the definitely details. definitely the patriarchy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know enough to know that. I know enough to know that. 
Anyway, oh. I guess people that like animals are excited about this discovery, so good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I was heartened recently to mm-hmm. learn there is a feminist history of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Oh, which tell is me. fun. Tell the, me, tell you know, me. Hit single of Americana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, apparently, there are other verses to the song that we oh. we we don't know. But uh, well, I mean, other people know it, but we just don't sing them at the game. Uh-huh. But it, they're more telling about this song's origin. But apparently, there was this dude, and he was in love with this lady named Trixie. <laughs> And she I already love it. <laughs> right. And she was a suffragist, total badass bitch, yep. doing her thing. And um he was on the bus and thinking about her and he saw a sign about, you know, baseball today, come come watch. And he thought, you know, she would probably be into that. So he wrote the song in sort of as her saying it, like, take me out to the ball game. Mm, yeah. And she's um, singing it. Yeah, and they were saying how the fact that nobody really knows the source of the song is evidence of how women's stories are so often oh, forgotten or God. overlooked or yeah. untold. And it's not just women, of course. It's all marginalized peoples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, also the power of a historian's curiosity to investigate because that person went in trying to find more information about the song and discovered um, that she was the, what do you call that, inspiration for it and that's cool because who would ever think that a baseball song well i didn't know the other lyric the other the other verses i know because when i read them um in the article i tried to put it to the tune and it didn't work oh no so there's got to be a change up there's got to be like a. (laughs) i need to hear a recording of it yeah because i was like what that doesn't make sense but what's the what's the vibe what's the the what essence is the that essence she's of- like, I'm doing my own thing. I'm going to the baseball game, like, which is something that women weren't just doing their own thing and like going wherever the hell they wanted. And so it was like mm-hmm. talking about her independence yeah. and her own hobbies and passions. And it happened to be about sports, which is super cool. <sighs> And they were like, well, we don't, we'll have none of that. <laughs> yeah. Let's she stick was to the, the Cracker first, Jack. She was the first, uh, uh, um, and I'll do it there. I don't even care. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Maybe Manic <laughs> Trixie Dream Girl oh, in this case. Oh, look at that. The right? But we do love her because she's a suffragette badass bitch and all that. It was like a big scandal, though, because evidently this guy was married to someone else. Oh, well, see, there you go. <laughs> so maybe she wasn't such a feminist after all, but... Um, just a floozy. They no. were just like banging. He's to blame, too. Yeah, changed the course of baseball musicology. Oh, no. God bless Trixie, even God though she was a little Trixie. slutty. And, she, and her home runs. <laughs> right. He got to third base with her. Hey-oh. Hey-oh. Um, were you privy recently to, do you know the, the uh, Susan Orlean, the woman that wrote the library book? Yeah. I actually have that book sitting in front of me. Oh, well, that's crazy. That is crazy. I have it right in front of me. Susan Orlean. The oh library my God. Book. Well, uh, her book's wonderful. You should all read it. Um, but she's on Twitter, and the other day she <laughs> went to her neighbor's house to go see their new baby mare, and they stopped in, and they're like, hey, since while you're here, just have some wine. And you know how sometimes that is where you just pop into a friend's house, yeah. and the next thing you know, you're wasted? Yeah. Well, that's what happened to Susan, and she 
started like tweeting nonstop and it was hilarious. <laughs> and it was like charming and lovely and, um, you know, all kinds of typos and whatever. And <laughs> yeah. Twitter went crazy. Everyone was delighting in this woman's sort of fun night. Uh-huh. And um, I was just thinking to myself, why were we so excited by this? And my theory is mm-hmm. that because everyone is so scared to say anything now uh-huh. <laughs> of getting canceled, that everything is so um, scripted or sort of like safe and yeah. there's not as much of that spontaneity. And I know that for myself too. I am very careful now about what I'm tweeting, what I'm saying. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But what you lose is sort of those impulsive moments that are just fun. Yeah. Because especially for celebrities like Susan, you know, you don't want to say something and then have everything go to hell. Right. Like especially yeah. when you're drunk. Right. Oh my gosh. I I drunk texted Ren the very first night that I reached out to him and I know, remember I was with and you. I will I refuse to even look at those messages. I won't even go Shut back up. in them. I have not ever looked at them because I was so embarrassed. Wait, was this like Instagram DM? Yeah. You're kidding me. He was like, it's not that bad. Oh, my battery's low. Did he know that you were tips? I Probably. But I did, I, pro- I think when I like, I was just sober enough to read back and be like, and it's yeah. your fault. You took me to a comedy show and you, tra- <laughs> you, your friends gave me shots of whiskey to encourage me to text him. So, I mean, I thank them <laughs> in the long run. But I, I, I've really proved on this show that I'm a big old lightweight or just boozing it up all the time, which is not the case, I <laughs> promise. But I've found yeah. every time I've sort of drunk or tipsy posted or text, mm-hmm. whenever I look the next day, they're fine. They're pro- it probably is fine, but I'm just like mortified at what I could have said, you know? Right. Because I was like, oh, God. I'm glad you did it. Me too. Hello. And he thinks it's adorable, whatever <clears throat> I said, so. And like apparently her, like people text her husband and were like, um, I think somebody <laughs> hacked her, her account and he came in the bedroom and he's like, hey, like, are you okay? People think your account's hacked. And she's like, I'm fine. <laughs> and she drunk. kept doing it. Get and it, Susan. I give her credit because this is my thing about like people were, because people were texting me. I'm not going to name names because it's people you guys know, but people were texting me worried about being canceled for tweeting and nobody knows what to say. And I'm thinking, if you live your life in a way that's ethical, you don't have to worry because you're not performing. It's just who you you are. are. Right. And I'm sure that's how she felt. Like she's not going to say anything cancelable because she doesn't have those thoughts. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, this is a non sequitur. I just found it interesting. Now I want to go read it. I know you should. It's so fun. And you know oh what? My I, God. I, I'm in need of a positive and adorable Twitter rant. Oh, these yeah. Days. Yeah, I hear that. You know? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when you go online now, there it's not that uh, same escape that it used to be. No, it's not. It is it's the opposite. I, nope. I, right. That's why I choose Family Matters in the morning instead of yeah. Twitter now because I have to, to survive. Really? Yes. And now every that. single episode we watch, we're always like, oh my God, Lincoln would love this. So, yes. That's yes, what I'm wondering. No, he, it's totally appropriate for him. Is and it Ren really and I were funny, talking though? that we were, we were, yes, it is mm-hmm. funny. 
Okay. And it holds up. Wow. Yeah, I love it. What about how that one daughter kind of lost her yeah, marbles? Yeah, here's the thing. Don't Google any of them currently. You have to. <laughs> that's like the rule with all of that. So you can't. Don't do that. Tell me what they're doing. Just, no, it'll ruin it. Sarah. Well, Eddie, not so nice to his girlfriends. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, daughter, you know, had some drug Didn't issues. Didn't she get into porn and stuff? Yep. Yeah. And then um, did, what's that show called that Dr. Drew did that I don't like? Oh, Sober. yeah, Celebrity Rehab. Celebrity whatever. Rehab, yeah. Wait, what about Laura? She's okay, though, right? Yeah, she's okay. I think she was diagnosed with cancer, though. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, this is a downer, Sarah. Thanks for I know. I I was like, I don't want to play this game. Why do we? What? I hate this. I was like, it was so happy. But no, you know who is amazing is Urkel. And he's a, a, I think, underappreciated actor. Do you really? Absolutely gifted as a child actor. For sure. For sure. I mean, Ren and I talk about how, like, we can't. There were some scenes that he did where we didn't even know. That it, you know, he, like when he comes out at Stefan or or Kel, you know, and yeah. he gets like fancy. Urkel. Yeah, and it's so funny. Like we were both saying that we didn't even know it was the same person. He was so good. We're like that. When you were young. Yeah, that's got to be a different mm-hmm. person, right? He's not like that. And just the, his ability to do the things he does and, like- and make us laugh. It's still funny. You'll like it. You will. I know you will. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I understand when actors are upset when they're typecast, but it really is a compliment because you're so good at your role that then people can't see you as anything else yeah so like stop being so good people oh do you think like he's mad about it no i think he's he's well i don't know i'd have to ask him (laughs) maybe we should have jaleel white on yeah i just really like the show the end (laughs) no i get it oh i wanted to say one more thing before your battery dies or whatever oh no Uh, (laughs) i mean really it's annoying because it's plugged in but oh. somehow it's th- taking more energy to do this show for my little <laughs> you know iPad what? Same. Than, Same. Right, than it's getting. <laughs> I wanted to update you because I know you already watched it, but I finally got to watch the last dance about the Bull- Chicago Bulls. Oh, yes. Holy sh... I, I just can't believe <sighs> yeah, see? how great it is. Right. And it... The, I love... As we've talked about on the show, I get really passionate about excellence, people that are excellent at what they do, whether they're a janitor or a chef or a basketball player or whatever. I love seeing someone be totally committed and then excel like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm into that. But I, I didn't know that they also had so much coverage of like, you know, like the endorsements and um, the interpersonal relationships. I'm always fascinated to see how men behave when there are no women around. That is interesting. I find it so annoying how they joke and tease each other constantly, but that's what they do. So whatever. (laughs) 
And um, the dynamic. It's basically the the equivalent of the horn, you know, elk like bucking horns. It really is. It is that. So we got to let them do that. <laughs> we got to let them do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then just like the business all of all of it, and then how personal it can become. I don't know. It yes. was fantastic oh, storytelling. I just love hearing you love this. Mm-hmm. I yes. love a good storytelling that doesn't exploit people. Yes. I love hearing their backstories and especially Scottie Pippen, how much he overcame. Right. And he's adorable. I want to well, be his he? next yes. wife. <laughs> I mean, he is so sweet and cute and I just want to kiss him. Mm-hmm. The end. That's really cute. <laughs> the end. That's But so you guys cute. should watch it. Oh, Even if you don't it. like basketball or sports, yeah. you'll love it because it's about humans. Right. It's about people and business and um, excellence and that's fun to watch yeah now it's now that's why like everybody's like you know russian are already they're gone don't worry all of the or i should say i'm sorry all of the jerseys for the like uh you know the bulls and everything people are like oh i want a michael jordan jersey i want one because like oh really like it's now and coming back again well like people yeah i've heard people who have watched the yeah documentary are like i could well, see that well now i want a michael jordan jersey yeah because it makes you really understand i i prefer i would rather do it this way where it's all over and now i can have it synthesized and and unpacked and yeah described with all the context and stuff did instead it cha- of just following it at the time yeah did it change how you view team sports at all and like the the kind of not like- team sports but the um the business of it oh, and how cool. much is involved and how the freaking um, what do they call that where it's like the Bulls organization, they call it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The organization, like the general manager and all those people yes. that are like total losers, but like oh my really want to be that athletes. crazy story? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then how that. that dynamic changes the actual sports element. Yeah. yeah. Who would, I wouldn't know that because I'm not involved in sports. And so that it's was high drama. It is. Because it's people. Yeah. Because you just think, oh, they're planning a game and that's it. And whoever wins, wins. But there's a lot of dynamics that influence the outcome beyond the talent of the players. Which is why whenever I played fantasy football, I always looked more into their relationships. I said, (laughs) okay, I'm not going to pick anybody who has... Uh, uh, you know, confrontational or bad relationships with his girlfriends and wives because he's probably not going to be a consistent player. Yeah. And he's too emotional and he's going through, oh, that one's going through a divorce? Nope, definitely not picking him. I <laughs> just look yeah. at, so I'm like, that's how they, I determine how they're going to play. Do, what do you think about Dennis Rodman? Oh, he's a fun character to watch. I think he's, he's, he's complicated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think that maybe the development of that identity, it was like his way to find like comfort and also strength and also like kind of stand out. And yeah, it's complicated, but it sure is interesting. Because people think of him as a loose cannon, but in yeah. some ways he's so disciplined and yeah. so um, strategic and smart. I was, I yes. was into that. I think it's more too. like that. You know how we when we talked to Cyrus and we did that interview with mm-hmm. him the 15 minutes mm-hmm. of blame he talked about how his look is very um what's the word i'm looking for 
It's like, like by design. By design. Intentional. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. intentional. And it's not like, you know, it's thought out and it's purposeful. And so I feel like Dennis Rodman is the same with that. Like, I think the things that he did for attention and for, um, you know, to, to create his persona. Yeah. Were more intentional than I think people think. Yeah, because it was a spectacle, but on the court, he did his job, and it was very impressive. And doesn't Carmen Electra say that she really liked him? That, like, he's a great guy? Yeah. Yeah, so I really like, because I just listened to the girlfriends. Yeah, she, she and was... And ex-wives, really, yeah. She They're seemed like, oh, yeah, like, great. Yeah, nothing bad to say about him. Right, and Michael Jackson, or Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan's mad because he was late. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Yeah, I like seeing how he holds people accountable yes. and it has expectations and makes them very clear. Mm-hmm. But then he follows those things too. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like that's how I am where yes. I'm like, I have very high standards, but I also apply them to myself. Yes. Um, but yeah. Well, anyway, Scotty's that's adorable good. and yes. I want to kiss his eyelids. The end. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cute. I love it. Well, I'm glad you uh, like it. Sus. Anywho, don't forget to leave us a five-star review and uh, subscribe. We love you guys. Yeah, man. Bye. Bye.